when we think about the when, we, we envision in our mind a roadmap, right? This visual representation of things happening in time. But it can't, it's not just the pictures. It's not just the, the bar on a screen that says when. It embodies all the other W's. You know, that, that roadmap, you got to consider who in the roadmap, who is the product for, what is the product, where is it going to be sold, when, why, maybe even how, when you think about the technology that might be required to bring that product to, to fruition, to make that product real, right? So now you're into the, the how a little bit, and all that is part of the roadmap. Welcome to Innovation Talks. Join us weekly as we discuss with distinguished industry guests how to refine and improve corporate innovation and new product development. Hosted by Paul Heller, Sophion Chief Evangelist. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Glad you could join me again. I hope you're all having a great week. I want to talk today about something I'm going to call the six W's of product innovation. And what I mean by six W's, well, that was something that I learned in grade school. That's how it was explained to me. Who, what, where, when, why, and how. And of course, how doesn't begin with a W, but the teachers used to always say, yeah, but stop worrying about it. There's a W in there. And then as I got older, I realized that when I learned German, that they all begin with the same letter of V, the German V, which is W, Wer, was, wo, wann, warum, wie. So maybe we should do this podcast in German. No, I'll spare you that problem. Uh, so let's start in no particular order, but let's start with who. And when we think about the who of product innovation, the first who that comes to mind for me is, who is our product for? Who will buy it? Who will make it? Who will bring it to market? There's certainly all the people in the project team are part of the who. Right? Many, many people in the project team developing that product. Those are all members of the who. But there's also, uh, the question is, is, is it one engineering team? Or is it multiple engineering teams? And it's not just engineering. You have product management, design, marketing, finance, sales, uh, decision makers, executives, you know, the people who provide the funding. So they need awareness. They need to understand the risks and they need to represent the success of innovation to the topmost levels of the company. All sorts of stakeholders. Each of these stakeholders has different jobs to be done. And if you want to look at it from that lens, right? So you really have to understand all these people. Uh, and perhaps it's not just our company, but maybe we're in an ecosystem. We're working with other companies to develop our product. So really two parts to the who. One is how you organize yourself internally for all these people, all these stakeholders internal to your company or with your partners. And then the second thing is, how do you look at your product from who's going to buy it? Who, who's going to use it? Right? So there's kind of two aspects to that you have to think of when you think of innovation. And certainly one gets to your process and the other one gets to your product definition. The next one is the what. So what are we making? What are we trying to do? Is it just the product or are we trying to offer a new business model? So certainly that's the product definition. It's usually the realm of product management. 
and you've heard plenty of guests join us talk about product management. The common, most common themes is you better know your customer better than anyone else. You need to really, really, really know your customer. And in fact, you should know your customer better than they know themselves. And that might sound crazy, but I've seen many examples where customers have told me or colleagues, hey, you seem to know us better than we know ourselves. So it's definitely possible. Let's talk some more about what. What is our environment? Where is this, you know, the environment we're bringing in, What our product, What what's the environment it's going into? What about our development environment? What about the the business environment around us? Regulatory aspects. Many of us have products that have to be approved by regulatory bodies. Right? Competition. What's the competition? Uh, you could say who's the competition, but when you typically think about competition, you want to know more than just a name. So you want to know what are they about? What's their strategy? What are they trying to achieve? Science and technology. What's happening in science and technology? What can we use? What's possible today? What's possible five years from now? So the what is kind of fun as well. So then let's bring the third one. Let's talk about the where. Where will we sell it? this product we're making, what countries around the world, where will we create it? Where are we going to do the engineering? Is it in one location? Is it scattered around? We have multiple engineering centers. Is some part of the organization going to build a physical aspect and a different part of the organization going to build the, the digital software aspect, firmware aspect? So where will we sell it? Where will we create it? Where will we build it or manufacture it, right? A large part of the equation is where are you going to manufacture it? Because where are your customers, right? And you may need to manufacture, uh, you may want to manufacture close to where your customers are, or you may not, right? You have this whole logistics aspect to it. And you know, the where affects the what, doesn't it? Maybe you have regional and local variants of your product, your what of your product has to change because of where you're going to be selling it or doing business. And you've seen some products, same product, no matter where you are, the iPhone is a great example of that. What's interesting, what's different about that is the charger is different, different plug adapters. And it's interesting to see how Apple tackled that when they first came out, they said, you know what, the guts of the charger are going to be identical. And the cheapest part that's going to be unique for each country is a little snap on uh, adapter interface to the electrical system in, in, in the house. When they ran through the what of their product, they had to think hard about the where. So it might be the packaging or it might be the way we launch it or the way we sell it. Going to be very unique depending on where. I remember uh, there was a product back in the 70s, a famous one automobile in the U.S. called the Nova. And in some countries, that was not the best word to use for that particular automobile. It's always stuck in my mind and things that you, and names that you give products are very important depending on where you're going to sell it. And, and, but I guess maybe you'd say that's the how, right? But we get you know, packaging and launch and, uh, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Now back to the stakeholders, back to the who part of it. Where are the stakeholders, right? Where are those people I spoke about? They might be in different locations, different business units different countries, different time zones, even different companies. And it's not just the executives, but it's all the team members, all the engineering members. You know, nowadays, a lot of companies have moved from centralized 
organizations to distributed organizations. Then there's the whole work from home uh, aspect to it. We have people all over the place uh, participating in the uh, development of the product. So where is very important. So now let's go to when. When will our product be ready? When should it launch? When must it launch? You know, you think about seasonality. If you've got a product for Easter, you, you can't be late, right? That product won't, won't, when Easter comes and goes, you're going to miss that window. So the, the when can also affect the what, right? So if I have a product for Easter, that's the what. And then the when, those are linked and can't be separated. A lot of times we think about, when we think about the when, we, we envision in our mind a roadmap, right? This visual representation of things happening in time. But it can't, it's not just the pictures. It's not just the, the bar on a screen that says when. It embodies all the other W's. You know, that, that roadmap, you got to consider who in the roadmap, who is the product for, what is the product, where is it going to be sold, when, why, maybe even how, when you think about the technology that might be required to bring that product to to fruition to make that product real right so now you're into the the how a little bit and all that is part of the roadmap so when you think about a roadmap you need to think much broader than just that one representation of something happening in time and you start to see now how all these w's interrelate to each other so we'll go to the odd w the how uh, well the first part for me is how will we make it so many people are focused on the project methodology. Is it waterfall? Is it scrum? Is it lean? Is it agile? All that's good. In fact, uh, let's uh, MVP is another one, minimal viable product. That takes us back to the what for a moment. So, you know, one of the things organizations struggle with, I think, on MVP, if you're a single product company and you're just focused on that product and you have the designated team for that product uh, on and on, MVP is a lot easier. You have an MVP, then you improve on it, then you improve on it, you improve on it. When you get a bit bigger and your product is not necessarily uh, one team, but it's multiple teams and you're doing feature-oriented development where you have different teams on different features, you might say, okay, the feature has an MVP. And sure it does. Right? This feature has this MVP and the next feature has the MVP. And if we're lucky enough, all that works. But the challenge is, when you have a lot of features, you're starting to move teams around. You're starting to elevate certain features above other features. And you're thinking about market demands, big customers, and all of a sudden, you never come back and finish one of your MVPs. That feature went out as an MVP, all good intentions to continue it, and the team got diverted to a different feature, and you never come back. And to me, that's a that's a curse of, of MVP, and we'll talk about that more in a future uh, podcast. But but So I, I went back to the what a little bit. I apologize for that. So let's go back to the how. So there's a lot more than just how we will make it. How will we design it? How will we define it? How will we manufacture it? How will we fund it? How will we measure it? How will we make the decisions around it? You know, and, and, and for every one of those what's, there's a who as well, isn't there? And there's a when, and there, there's a where. All of this is interrelated. But these are the key issues. And I like to think about them in, in the lens of these six W's sometimes. Because when you're thinking about product definition, process definition, uh, all of those rules of governance, all of that, 
it's helpful to, to, to consider these different dimensions to it. Uh, so there's a lot more to the how than just the project, if you will. And the project, right, you've got your project management, but you've got a lot more that you need to do. Overall governance is part of how. And that takes us to why, the last one, and, and perhaps the most important. There was a fantastic video out there on the internet. You can find it on YouTube. Been there for quite a number of years now. Uh, you've probably all seen it, but in case you haven't, it's by Simon Sinek, S-I-N-E-K, and it's called Start With Why. And the, the tagline around it is how great leaders inspire action. And if you go to YouTube, you're going to find the two-minute version, the six-minute version. Try to watch the original version because it's you need to experience the whole thing. I think it's about 15 minutes or something like that. And, and it's just fascinating. We, we, we often forget about the why. Even when we start with why, we, tend, we listen to what Simon says. We come back, you know, two years later, we forgot. We're still not, the why is not the foremost problem on our mind. What's really important driving us is the when, is the how, is the what. And so the why is about strategy in many ways. Is your strategy growth? Is it revenue? Is it market share? is a profit, right? Many, many products have come out not making profit. They're loss leader uh, products, but they're intended to capture a market. We see that with Amazon, right? Google, I mean, all these, these funded uh, groups that, that just are losing money like crazy, but that's part of the investment model, right? To gain a market. Uh, so strategy could be, it could be leadership, right? You wanna be recognized, your company wants to be recognized as a leader or you want to be recognized as the leader in the product area that you're in, right? So you might have a strategy that that's part of your why. For many companies, it's about transformation, right? We, we, I remember many years ago, the chemical companies were all becoming commoditized, commodity, bulk chemicals. And that was a future that many of those companies did not want to pursue. They could not see themselves being successful. So they shifted to specialty chemicals, right? Saw a lot of that. Paper, same thing. Bulk paper, specialty paper. Take, uh, I've talked about it in the past. You take Pepsi, Pepsi Cola, the company, right? They transformed from one type of product, which was, I'll, I'll oversimplify it, salty, sugary uh, snacks into a balanced portfolio where they have those products, but they also have healthy products, Um the old fit for purpose and fun for you labels that that uh, their CEO Indra put on the on the company when she joined it. Your strategy might be sustainability. That's a growing one, right? Growing concern. What are we doing to the planet? And some companies want to be recognized as the leaders in uh, sustainability. So so that's the why the why of their products. Digital, connected. Even virtual now, right? We want to be in the virtual world. Why are we doing this? Because the virtual world is important to us. You look at, at networking companies, Cisco's of the world and, and, and whatnot. You know, they, their products were all uh, component products. And now a lot of them are, are software-defined, software-defined networking, right? That was, a, that was a why those people decided to go into uh, because they wanted a different way, a different business model around it. Uh, Meta. Take the whole meta, which is, you know, formerly Facebook. Why do we have to keep saying that? I think it's because we're still struggling with what is meta. But uh, that virtual world there, right? There's a, there's a why there. A lot of companies are thinking, what am I going to do there? 
But the question is, why? Why do you want to even be associated with the meta and the metaverse that they're creating? And, and so the why really affects the what, the when, the where. It relates very strongly to the to the who, doesn't it? So there's there's a take on the six W's. Just real brief around that, if we think about the tools that we need to use, uh, you've got your project management tools, design tools, engineering tools, manufacturing, supply, distribution, sales, right? Uh, CRM tools and whatnot. There's plenty of these out there. They're all part of the tools that are used in innovation. And they're used around these six W's to, to enable these six W's in some way. Accounting, right? Accounting when it's product is in development, accounting when the product's in market. Uh, so you get into ERP, you get into a lot of things there. But what sits across all of those tools? I'm going to say it's innovation management. It sits on top of all those tools. It's a broad, cover the whole product life cycle from idea to development, to launch, to in market, to retirement. It's the three pillars of innovation management, governance, process and data. So you need an innovation management. You need to think about it sitting on top of all those tools, not trying to replace those tools, but work in concert with those tools. Those tools are going to be used by multiple parts of the organization in different ways. There's no one tool potentially that works for everybody. Take project management. As I said at the beginning, some want Scrum, some want Waterfall, some want something else, Six Sigma, whatever your, 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 your methodology is. So innovation management needs to sit across the top of those. And when you think about designing your innovation management system with your governance process and data, go back and think about these six W's and, and how do they relate? How will your governance process uh, interact with those six W's? How will your process interact? How will your data interact? And, uh, and, and, and remember the product definition, right? So one is internal, your tools, your innovation management system, your processes, your governance, your data, but then there's your product definition. What is your product that you're bringing out and think about how the product in your product definition, how you capture those six W's in your templates that you define your product at. try to put the six W's in there. I hope you enjoyed that. Thanks for joining me. Hope you got something out of it. And I look forward to talking to you next time. Take care, everybody. Bye for now. Thanks for joining us this week for Innovation Talks with Paul Heller. If you enjoyed the show, please like and subscribe on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, or wherever you listen to podcasts. For additional information on today's topic, check out sophion.com, S-O-P-H-E-O-N.com, where you will find plenty of innovation-centric content and corporate best practices. If you'd like to discuss anything with Paul or would like to get in touch with the show, email us at talks at sophion.com.